Are you eagerly awaiting your next interview? Maybe you're seeking your first interview and you're unsure about how to prepare. Today's episode will give you the tips and strategies to make the most of every interview in ways that may surprise you. So stick around. Your best writing life begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host today because I totally took over from Linda Goldfarb. I am Edie Melsa. I'm the director of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference, and I am sitting in today for our amazing regular host, Linda. I am really excited to be here with you. Each week, we bring tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. We're so glad you're listening in during this episode. And in it, you're going to learn about the five gifts to offer interview hosts. Today's industry expert is our very own Your Best Writing Life host, Linda Goldfarb. Linda is the award-winning co-author of Linked, Quick Guide to Personalities series, an international speaker, professional actress, and an audiobook narrator. She is traditionally and independently published, and she's an author who holds a board-certified advanced diploma in Christian life coaching. Linda enjoys drinking frothed coffee with friends, hiking and playing golf with her hubby, and relaxing with family and friends as often as possible. She and Sam have four adult children and many, many grandbabies. They live in the Texas Hill Country with two country-loving dogs. Linda, welcome to your best writing life. Oh, Edie Melson, thank you so very much. It's exciting to be on this side of the microphone. I can't wait. Well, I am really excited to be on this side of the microphone, but I know we've got a ton to cover. So let's head into our content today, five gifts to offer interview hosts. I can't wait to hear what you have to share with us. So let's get started with the first gift, which you say is the gift of preparation. Absolutely. You know, before we enter into an interview relationship with a host, a television host, podcast host, radio host, even considering blog host, what we want to do is we want to be prepared. And that gift of preparation blesses every host. It blesses those that are inviting us into their world. Before we query a host or before we even accept a requested interview, here's some points I'd like us to consider. First, watch, listen, or read three interviews close to your subject 
for that particular host, that particular podcast, radio show, interviewer, just to make sure that you fit. And the reason that I say multiple interviews, Edie, is because if we listen to one and we go, oh, yeah, I can do that. That's that's my audience. We may not get the feel of the host. And I like knowing how the host runs an interview, what their expectations are, how they flow. That better prepares me to fit into their rhythm instead of trying to bring my own rhythm into an interview. And let's face it, if someone is listening to a podcast, watching a television show, listening to a radio program, or even reading the blog post in a particular individual's blog, they come back time and time again because they like the host. So there's something about the host that really draws them in if I can collaborate well with the host by presenting myself in a complimentary way, then it's going to be win-win for everybody. So that's the first thing. Be sure, watch, listen, and read two to three interviews to know that you're a good fit. That is so awesome. And I'm so glad that you said that. I think the biggest gift we can give someone is to be prepared. So bravo. Thank you. Thank you. And then the next thing, prepare three to five interview topics to strategically offer multiple occurring interviews in a one to two month time frame. Let me extrapolate on that. Many of us in the writing industry are invited to be on multiple podcasts or multiple interviews. And here's the thing. If we share the identical same thought, talking points on multiple interviews, we really only have one usable interview. If I have a book and I'm covering, say, one of my the uh, linked personality books, I can write multiple interview topics that I can share on multiple interview platforms at the same time during a one to two month time frame, and I have multiple interviews I can use, I can put on my website that gives anyone who visits a little more than just the same topic interviewed on four or five times. So that's important. The next thing is we need to prepare three to five talking points that equip the audience and write out our answers to stay on target. The audience of that particular podcast, radio show, and for reference, I'm just going to reference in the future podcast. If we are equipping our audience, it needs to fit with the podcast that we're on so that we're equipping their audience. And we write out what our answers are, at least so that we can stay on target. If we come going, oh, I know my subject, I know where I'm going to go with this, we could hit a time crunch and not be able to complete exactly what it is that we want the audience to hear. So it's always good. You can write out your answer. You don't have to speak it verbatim, but at least have it in front of you. And then prepare an interview folder on your computer. And in that folder, you can have Word documents. You need to include a 25-word bio, a 50-word bio, and a 150-word bio. That way you can find it. You can go in, copy and paste for anyone 
choosing to interview you, so you already have it prepared. Have a current headshot. Have it in a vertical and a horizontal positioning so it best fits with whatever that particular interviewer, the host, whatever they use as far as their types of memes or how they are going to display and promote your particular interview. Then also get your list of giveaway options available. Maybe create some fun facts about yourself. Anything that you can have prepared ahead of time, let me tell you, then you're not searching, wondering, trying to come up with something. You've got it there. And always when we are creating our interview options, our talking points, our topics, go back and revisit them every three to six months to make sure they're current with where God has you right now. So that would be under the gift of preparation. Wow, that's a whole treasure box all in itself. And that was just number one. What do you have for us under the second gift, which is the gift of engagement? Oh, I love the gift of engagement. You know, Edie, when we focus on how we can help the host, it makes our time on the interview so much better because it takes the pressure off of us to be able to come alongside the host and to make the host feel really good about interviewing us. So here's the first point. Remember the host's name and use it. I can't tell you how many times I've interviewed an individual. I am speaking to them. I'm using their name. And every response that they give me is, oh, thank you. And they keep going on. Using my name, like if they said, oh, thank you, Linda, it's so good to be here. What that does is it triggers my audience to see my guest as part of the family because we're speaking intimately to one another. If there is a generic answer or if the host's name is never spoken, it doesn't have the same impact. I like it when I'm interviewing someone and they say to me, oh, Linda, let me tell you something. This is what happened. It just, it makes it more relational. And I really like that. The next point, if we can incorporate the audience or the people group in our conversation and utilize specifics that maybe have an actionable weight other than generalities. If I'm speaking to or speaking on a podcast and the audience is full of parents, and I'm talking personalities, I'm going to reference parents again and again. I'm going to reference, I'm going to use the terms mom, dad. I may use grandmas, grandpas. I may use caregivers. I'm going to intermingle those phrases so everyone who's listening, because this podcast is geared to that people group, they're going to hear me seeing them, if that makes sense. Because you're like, how can they hear you? Because when I reference mom, every mom is going to say, she's talking to me. Every dad is going to say, she sees me. I'm valid in this conversation. So incorporate the audience or the people group in your conversation. The next point, pay attention to what's been asked by the interviewer. Don't repeat yourself and don't get ahead of the host if possible. 
I want to be paying attention. I don't want my mind to go ahead of our conversation to the next question that's going to be asked. I want to engage with the host because the Holy Spirit works in us and he may take us someplace that doesn't have anything to do with our next talking point. He may want us to stay right where we are so that his kids who are listening on the other side, who are viewing from the other side, hear what he wants us to hear. So I need to be sensitive to my interviewer, sensitive to the host. Here's the thing. We've already viewed this individual host interview style. It's good to be prepared for it and not surprised by it. And then the final point under the second gift, always think evergreen. What does this mean? Evergreen concepts, evergreen interviews can be played and replayed and reposted and reutilized throughout the year. It takes less effort for a host or whoever is doing post-production to be able to say, this doesn't reference any particular date. It's not referencing world issues that are current. It's not referencing maybe the, the season of the year. So we can take this and put it again and again and again out into our playlist. We may need a filler interview and we can use it again and again. So we need to think of that as we're being interviewed and use the generics as far as a particular season of the year. Not to say, well, since we're right at Christmas, don't say that. We can generalize it by saying, and consider the Christmas season or maybe Valentine's or maybe, and you give multiple seasons, multiple holidays. So no one really knows when this first aired. And if we have that, we are equipping and gifting our host with reusable content. And that's good. It's a win-win for both of us. Oh, that is just solid gold. I love that. Now I can't wait till gift number three, which you tell us is the gift of takeaways. <sighs> I love takeaways. I love when I write to have that takeaway, that one nugget that the listener, the viewer that they're going to grab hold of, and they're going to utilize this in their homes. They're going to utilize it with their families. And we have takeaways or even gift aways that we can offer to the listeners, to the audience that will last beyond the interview. And I like us to think of creating a useful and easily transferable gift for the audience. When the audience receives value from you, they consider you valuable and they want more. So I'm going to give you some examples of what the gift of takeaways could be. The takeaways, the gift aways. Here we go. We can offer lead magnets to the host. What this means for those who are not familiar, you give an online link to the interviewer. They post it in their show notes. They put it on their website, wherever that is located. Then when an individual clicks on the link, it takes them to a landing page on their website where then that audience, that individual, they're asked to trust you with their name and their email. 
this is a key thought here, Edie. Anytime we give a link and we're asking someone for their email and for their name, it becomes an issue of trust. I have built that trust during the interview. I've been honest. My integrity is high. I give them a lot of information and I don't say, read it in my book. I want to make sure that they're so excited about what they received in the few moments we've had together that they want more. And when they trust me with their name and with their email, this is a fabulous way for us to add those individuals onto our email database. But here's a consideration. Before you even have the lead magnet out there, Please be sure, my friends, that you have additional resources already in place to provide them beyond the interview. You can have PDFs, Word documents with multiple links in it. Maybe if my interview was on personalities in parenting, I may know some more resources that I'd love for the parent to engage with that's beyond me. Maybe it's not my thoughts, my ideas. I can create a wonderful PDF and it could be branded and I can have links. And then I offer two lines of description for each of them. When I do that, the individual knows if I click here, this is what I'm going to get. We don't want a paragraph. We just want a couple lines of description, and they're going to know why they're clicking on that and what to expect on the other side. So that's a key thing. When I say branded PDF, Edie, you are so good at this. We know when we get a giveaway, a takeaway from you, it's going to have your wonderful brands on there. I'm going to know, oh, look, that's that's Edie's design. This is what Edie Melson does. We all need to have that. And if we're creating a PDF for people to print off, don't use a lot of solid black. Don't use heavy color. Make it printable and easy. So the individual is not thinking, I'm going to waste a whole bunch of ink on this. You might think that it's gorgeous, but they need a online version perhaps. And also what would help is to have a printable version for them. That makes it wonderful. So here's a few more points. Think quality over quantity. What if they received a link that took them to an audio download? This is where you can be speaking specifically to the individual who is listening to the podcast. And you could say to them, over the next week, consider doing this. The first day you could do this, the second day do this, third, fourth, fifth. You could have one audio download that continues your voice in the ear of the listener, or if they saw you on television, they're going to recognize your voice and then they'll be able to visualize you. If they've read about you in a blog post, they've not heard you. Now would be a great way to introduce your voice to them so that they can connect even deeper, but just creating a five minute audio download and Create that in a lead magnet, have them download it, and they can hear you. And guess what? They may even share that with friends. You never know what God's going to do with that. The third idea, utilize YouTube. 
having these video links that pertain to your topic and have them be short videos. You can create short videos in a playlist on your YouTube site and you have a playlist for parents. You have a playlist for, I don't know, gardeners, whatever your audience is. Have short playlists that maybe cover a particular concept. Like with parenting, it could be parenting unruly children or parenting in blended families, but have them as separate playlists so your audience can find it quickly and they can share it easily. And it gives them a few more minutes to stay on that YouTube page. That's an excellent resource. Here's the next one. Offer to them all of your active social media links. You're active, the ones that you post on regularly. You can say, well, I've got Pinterest and I have this and I have this and this and this and this, but if you're not active and they go to Pinterest because they want to see all of your pins and you aren't keeping pins current, don't send them there. Send them to where you are active. Don't create more work for yourself, but send them to where you are active so they can get to know you more. And here's the thing. When we offer a gift to a listener, to a viewer, to an audience member, Edie, I know that you would concur with me. We are not there to wow the audience about ourselves. We are there to connect with them. We make this about them. And then finally, if we create a correspondence code word for email subject lines, Edie, say if I had you as a guest on my Staying Real About Faith and Family podcast and you had an offer and you wanted to create a lead magnet, then in the lead magnet, it might say Staying Real with Edie, something that would you'd know it came from the Staying Real podcast because this helps you to know how many people actually connected with you from that podcast, how many connections came through that are specific to this radio or specific to radio, specific to television, specific to podcasts, specific to blog posts, because we can be out there interviewing, being interviewed by a lot of different entities but if they're not doing anything, if they have two people that now those two people may buy your book, well, I consider that valuable. But if you're engaging with them and there's no engagement coming back, that may let you know that your subject matter maybe is not best spent on that particular style of interview, or it could be that particular podcast, television show blog, etc. We want to be able to have a correspondence code word we say to our listeners. And when you respond to this, please place staying real in the subject line and I'll know where I connected with you. These are wonderful. I love the way that you connect the takeaways to focusing on the connection points. That's just that is so important, and I love the way you do that. So take us to the fourth gift, which is the gift of promotion. 
gift of promotion. There is nothing more a host loves to see than going out on social media and seeing the memes that they created or that their team created being repeated again and again and again on social media because they're like, oh, people are finding us. People, maybe people that never saw us before. Maybe, maybe God will use my particular show, my program, or the program he's given me, I'll put it that way, right? Because we're in this business together, the program that God has given me, and now it's going out to a people group I haven't reached yet. And that's really how we are. We're to go from Jerusalem to Samaria to the world. And by connecting with our guests and our guests connecting us with their audiences, then the reach just expands. And it really helps the host to know you're someone I want back on because you're active in this area. Now, I... I really don't want, Edie, I don't want our listeners to just think about numbers like, oh, well, I don't have that many friends here. I don't have that many contacts here. It's not that. It's how wide can our reach go? If I'm excited about being interviewed on a particular program and I just really was fed in that program while I was feeding the audience of that program. I'm going to do everything that I can to spread it to everyone else, not because it's me being interviewed, but because what transpired during that podcast interview, that radio interview, that television interview was well received and we need to spread that good news out to everyone that we know and then to ask others to spread it as well. Another suggestion is using all the memes that the interviewer provides, including their hashtags and web links pertinent to their particular program because it increases the reach. Then consider while you are doing all your prep work, while you're coming up with all the topics that you can speak on at the same time, start creating your own memes that reflect maybe some quotes on your talk. Don't wait until you give your talk. You already know what you're going to be speaking about. Start creating quotes from your talk and make them into memes. Once you get a copy of the show, create your own audio memes. And perhaps the host is going to do the same thing for you. And anytime you can get your voice out there, anytime you can get a visual out there, a little video, any snippets, everyone's going to see it and it's going to draw them to the original content. And we love doing that. And so does all of the, the web crawlers. They love having outside links, internal links. They'll promote you more than you can promote yourself. But the key with this is creating these ahead of time. If you create them ahead of time, You'll be prepared. And then the gift of promotion becomes an art of promotion. And you won't fear it. You'll be excited about it. I think that is fantastic. And it's true. When we see the true connections and the way we're able to help others and speak into their lives and provide them something of value, then it becomes much less about 
promote, 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 and more about give, give, give. So I love Mm. that. All right. The last one. I hate this. This has been so wonderful. I hate that we're at the (laughs) end. Um, You say that the fifth gift is the gift of thankfulness. Tell us more about that. You know, this is the sweetest thing. As a radio talk show host, I was in the industry for 10 years and I would get cards from listeners When you're in the industry of being in a room similar to podcasting, you're in a room, you're by yourself, you're speaking out into the world. And sometimes the question comes back, is anyone out there? You want to know, is someone out there? So when I would get a note from a listener, from someone who is in my audience, I thought that was wonderful the notes that I received, or even the times when I would receive a gift from someone that I interviewed, the first time it kind of took me aback a little bit, Edie, because I was like, wow, they they gave, they were gifting me by being here. Look at what they've done. They've gifted me again in a tangible way. It really affirms what we do as hosts. It tells us that someone appreciates what we're doing. I know, I know, we're Christians. We don't need that affirmation. We don't need that. Oh, that might be feeding to your ego. No, God loves us. God gives us words of affirmation and words of promise in his scriptures all the time. He tells us that we are worthy because of Jesus Christ. And when we are out working in this industry and we're sharing from our hearts and we're spending the time behind the scenes, we are doing what we are to do because we love it. We've been called to it. And to have someone take a moment and say, thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. That means something to me, Edie. And I just, it it just resonates with me. But here's a few things that I'll suggest to our listeners. You can send a card. A card is amazing. I know a lot of times we'll send emails and we'll say thank you emails, and those are great. Cards might take it to the next level of remembrance where the host goes, oh, it wasn't just a voice on the other side or it wasn't just this. Oh, this is, that's right. This is more about, oh, there's a card in here. I didn't know that they did this. What you can do is you can gain a good response from your interview and you might gain a future invite back. But if you do cards, if you do gifts, gifts, what are really cool with gifts is whatever your subject matter is. If you send a gift that's relatable to your subject matter, that is also usable by the host. Wow. It's tying all of it together. And please make sure that it's within your budget. If you currently don't have a budget to say thank you or a budget of, for, of gratitude, then certainly send a card. Certainly send an email and let them know how much it blessed you to be able to be out there. And when you do that, as I said, you affirm the host by mentioning personalizing it. So this would be the next one. You can affirm the host by mentioning something they said during the interview that stood out to you. 
Edie, it's like you saying to me right now during this interview, oh, Linda, I liked it when you mentioned X, Y, Z. That meant you were listening to me. And if a host knows that I was listening to them and it meant enough for me to reference it again in a responding email or a card that I send to them, it encourages us and it tells us, I really like this person and I want to hear more from them. Now the next bullet point, the final one, you send something to them, include in your thank you, a reminder of additional topics you can offer their audiences. This is going to take a little bit of, we may have to divide what we talk on just a little bit, because if I have the parenting podcaster who I said a thank you to, I'm not going to say to them, oh, by the way, I do this talk on leadership. It doesn't matter. Now you've made it generic and it's, oh, oh, it's a form letter. What I'm going to send to them, I do additional talks for parents in this area, this area. And you know what? This actually fits in during this time of year. If you're looking to plan ahead, I would love to send you a book on what it is that I'm doing. I'd love to share with you some of the ideas that I have that would probably be a good fit for your audience. And anytime a host doesn't have to scrape and dig to find someone who fits with their audience, I will tell you, you can become that go-to person for what they do, what they provide to their audience. And that is an amazing gift. And then, you know, keep your gifts coming year round. When you send something to a host and you say, this is what I have to offer. This is a great time to interview on it. And let me show you some of the giveaways that I offer during those interviews. Win, win, win. And the only question left would be, when would you like to come back on my program? Oh, these are wonderful. You know what I love most about this whole big package gift bag, gift basket of what you have given us is as I've been listening to you enumerate these five points and the subheadings, I've been noticing that you do each one of those. It is one Mm. thing, folks, to teach on something. It is a totally different level of expertise and authority and credibility to know that the person teaching puts into practice every single thing she does. And that's what I love about being with you, Linda, is because you are so authentic. You never teach something that you haven't already put into practice. So Mm. thinking about that, what are you offering as our listener giveaway? (laughs) <laughs> well, I do love to equip and I I like making life a little bit easier for those who are taking their precious time out of the day to listen in. So absolutely, I'm, I'm supplying a PDF download of the five gifts to offer interview hosts, and I'm going to have a bonus in there. So you're not going to see it until you download it yourself and you can print it out or you can just use it on your computer, however you want to look at it digitally but it's going to have a bonus in there as well. So 
bonus people love to be able to give give to you. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, as we wrap up, Linda, is there anything you'd like to add? I guess we've covered the gifts, right? And when we look at gifting other individuals, when we looked at gifting those who have shown us favor, and that's really what happens when we're interviewed, when someone invites us into their room, they invite us onto their couch, they welcome us with a trust of thankfulness when we share something with their audience. I think one of the biggest gifts that we can give ourselves in the process is saying, I am worthy of these interviews. Edie, I think there's so many authors today, writers, speakers, they'll put other people before themselves because they see lack in themselves. You know, I'm the first one. I get up with myself in the morning. I look at myself. There are so many things that I could go, oh yeah, and that. Oh yeah, who do you think you are? And oh yeah, this, this, this. But that's not how God sees me because he sees me through Jesus Christ. And so my reflection is a reflection of Christ in the eyes of God. And when we step out to seek an interview, when we step out to offer these gifts online, in print, in a blog, on television, we need to give ourselves the gift of worthiness and to do all that we do with confidence and say, it's not me that's going. It's not me that's speaking. It is the Holy Spirit in me that gives me everything I need to share at the moment I need to share it. We do, of course, need to be prepared to the best of our ability. But once that interview is ready, just know that you're going to flow and you're going to be exactly who God needs you to be during that time. Don't fret. Just step out with wonderful confidence of who he is in you and how he'll use you to impact the lives of those in the audiences he opens up for you to be in front of. So good. So fantastic. Well, you can find out more about the amazing Linda Goldfarb in our show notes. And I want to thank Linda for stepping away from the microphone and letting me step in and interview her today. So thank you, Linda. Oh, thank you, Edie. It's a joy. It's a joy. Thank you so much for stepping into those shoes. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Please take a moment to share this podcast with another writer or two. Give us a star rating, post an episode review, and hit subscribe. We greatly appreciate what you have to say as much as what you choose to write. This is Edie Melson sitting in with Linda Goldfarb, and we look forward to being with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.